Hello, everybody, and welcome back yet again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast, where we are bringing amazing people from all walks of lives that you can learn from so you can get a few nuggets of knowledge to uh, take your life, take your career, take your ambitions to the next level and become even more awesome than you already are. And I am super excited this time around to be bringing on a guest, a fellow photographer. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to talk about some more photo things. And yeah, we've worked together in the past. Uh, I featured her already on the 100 series, but now I'm bringing her here officially for the first time on the podcast. Stacy Paper, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you again for for being a guest here on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time out. Yeah, no, I'm super pumped. Thank you. Now, we first met, uh, it was probably a couple of years ago, actually, out in Eldridge when you were, you were working out there at the, the, one of the, the senior homes. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we've been able to keep up a you know, a, a good you know, friendship ever since then. We've worked together on a few projects and everything. And really, before we get into, you know, the meat and bones of what we're going to be talking about here, how about you just kind of give everyone who doesn't know you and just let them know exactly who is Stacy Paper? Cool. Sounds good. Um, well, hi, I'm Stacy. Um, I am a mama to two amazing babies. One of them, a bio baby. The other is our adopted daughter. Um, my husband and I, for the most part, were Quad City natives for a very, very long time. Um, he worked for the Arsenal um, in the engineering department, and I um, kind of flitted around and did a number of different like digital marketing jobs, as well as ran a wedding photography business. We just recently, as of the end of June, relocated our family 14 hours south to North Carolina. So we are setting up our lives here in the South and learning all about our new community and how we fit into this puzzle. All right. A lot of things going on there. I love <laughs> it. I love it. And we're definitely going to touch base on several of those things throughout, the, throughout our conversation here. So first off, let's talk about exactly, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned photography already. Mm-hmm. Um, as a photographer myself, you know, I just want to know, like, what got you personally into photography? So I... Um, really kind of dove in deep to learning a little bit more about cameras and photography when my son was in the NICU. He was a 27-week preemie, so three months premature. We did just about four months in the NICU, and the majority of that, I stayed full-time with him in the hospital. So someone had suggested really early on into our hospital stay, hey, Stace, you know, take your camera with you. You're going to want to save these memories. Um, And while they were hard memories to capture, I'm glad we have them. But um, that three months of being a hospital mama gave me a lot of time to kind of dive in deep to learn more about how my camera worked, more about Lightroom, Photoshop, and how I can manipulate natural light to create the picture that I wanted to see. So by the time Benton came home from the hospital, um, you know, I'd established kind of enough of a knowledge of my camera that I felt comfortable enough to take on little side projects for friends. So it was, you know, somebody's senior photos, family photos. Um, I was still really heavily involved in the Miss Iowa organization. So did a lot of like headshot work or gown shots for different girls within that system. Um, but I got into weddings because my um, 
husband's cousin got married and they were on a tight budget. And she said, Stacey, you have a camera, you can do this. And initially I had thought, oh gosh, I will never do weddings. I would hate weddings. I don't want the pressure of like capturing such an important day. It'll be so crazy and hectic and the emotions and gosh, it sounds awful, but I'll do this one wedding as a favor. Um, and then I loved it and I just couldn't step away from them and I was obsessed with them. Um, and so that really just kind of took off and it was amazing how, you know, all of the wedding system, I would argue is word of mouth. And I think a lot of photography is that way where you shoot one wedding and then you book like the bridesmaids wedding or somebody's wedding who was in attendance there. And so it was amazing how quickly that kind of jumped off and, you know, kind of lit a fire there in the quad cities. And so I've had a really great opportunity to, you know, shoot about 20 different weddings, um, in the quad cities, Iowa area. Um, and just actually last week booked my very first one for here in North Carolina. Nice. So it's exciting to, um, to start over with that in a new area and learn new venues and new spaces. Um, my engagement shoot for that couple is this coming Monday. So I'm really pumped to, to kind of rework my brand here in the South. That is so cool that, you know, I'm kind of kind of the same way where it's like, you know, I just, just pick up a camera and, you know, you just kind of just start playing around and then all of a sudden everything just builds and it turns into something more than you even thought you could even do possible. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing how much you can do with a camera once you really learn it well. Um, just learning to manipulate light is really kind of fascinating to create what picture you see in your head through your camera. Very cool. What, is, what have been some of your favorite things to shoot outside of the weddings? Sure. Um, I would say for sure my, my work within the Miss America organization. Um, so I shoot primarily headshots, um, have done some gown shots, have done a little bit of work shooting actual competitions. Um, but that organization is a soft spot for me. I personally competed through the Miss Iowa organization for a number of years. Okay. Um, and now I'm still on a board for an organization through the Miss Illinois program. Um, but working with those women is really inspiring. Um, you know, that it's a scholarship organization at its core. Mm. So the women that are coming through and holding titles to compete are really, you know, just amazingly driven women, women who are going on to be doctors and lawyers and amazing mamas and, you know, all sorts of outstanding creative women in this world. And so just being a part of their lives, even at such a small moment, is really inspiring to me as a mama to a young woman um, to give her women to look up to. Very cool. And, you know, I I think it's very interesting that you mentioned that you were in the Miss Iowa program because like I have like featured so many women already in the 100 series who have like either been a former Miss Iowa or have also participated in you know that that scholarship program so yeah. I just think that that is that's so cool that you know you're able to be a part of something like that and learn from it and grow from that mm-hmm. very much so um I can't speak for all forms of pageantry but the Miss Miracle organization for me has definitely been um, a family in a lot of ways. A lot of those women I, you know, have maintained as friends even past our time competing. I still work on um, nonprofit organizations with a number of those women that I previously competed with. So, you know, I just think there's something to be said about a bunch of really kick-ass women all in one space. Um, you're bound to create lifelong connections. Awesome. So cool. As a, a photographer and as a business owner, 
what have been some of the things, some of the challenges that you've had to overcome along the way? Sure. I think the biggest thing for me personally um, has just been self-doubt. There's a lot of pressure as a solo entrepreneur. Um, you don't have a team that builds you up. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you know, a creative department who's like, yeah, let's try this next month. It's you. It's all on you. So you got to figure it out for yourself. You manage your website. You manage your brand. You handle your marketing and, you know, your clients. And so just, you know, finding it in yourself to trust yourself, to take those risks, to take those chances, that's hard to do. Um, and truthfully, when we decided we were relocating, you know, I had that moment where I was like, okay, do we just kind of let this go? Do we try something more, you know, secure? Do we just, you know, go the marketing route, do a nine to five job? Or do we want to see if we can continue building this? Even if you're 14 hours from home and you no longer have the mm -hmm. family friends connection of the quad cities. Um, so it took a lot out of me to make that decision. Um, and it was definitely not an easy one, but I'm glad that I did. And it's something that I'm still working on and still pushing myself to, um, basically just to trust myself, to trust my instincts, to know that if I put in the time and the effort, even if there are days where it's harder, um, it doesn't mean it's not worth it in the end. Very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. And obviously we've all been affected by the pandemic you know, over the last, you know, going on almost two years now. Yeah. yeah. How has that affected you? What, what, what have been some of the things that you've had to, you know, deal with, you know, with sure. all that going on? I mean, the biggest thing business-wise for me is that a lot of people postponed their weddings. Um, understandably so, you know, at the very start of the pandemic, venues weren't even open. They couldn't host weddings. Um, people had to rethink how big does my wedding need to be? Does it, do I need a reception? Does it matter to me if it's still masked? Um, and so there's a lot of questions that went into things for my couples. Um, and I had a handful of couples that just decided like, Hey, we're just not going to do it. You know, we don't need a big wedding. We're just going to sign the license and call it done. And that's always sad for me as a photographer, because I know that that was a hard decision for them to, to make that decision, um, you know, not to include people in their big day, but at the end of the day, what's important to them is that they're just together. And so I respect that. Um, but I had a number of couples that decided to postpone. Um, so I, you know, had all of my like 2020 weddings became 2021 weddings. Um, and then I just recently, right before we moved, I should have had one more wedding right before we left. Um, and unfortunately that couple was hit really hard. Um, and so the bride lost her dad to COVID, um, like two weeks prior to what should have been her wedding day. Um, her grandma was infected at the same time and was currently hospitalized. And so they, you know, within weeks of what should have been this wedding that they've now postponed an entire year, they've held off. They thought they were going to have this day of their dreams. Um, they just decided they couldn't do it. Um, just the hurt of the weight of the pandemic, having you know lost a family member so close to them, having currently have a family member in the hospital, um, it just was too much for them. And I understood that, um, but it's really hard to see those things, um, especially like working weddings because weddings are so joyous and are so beautiful. Um, and it just breaks your heart to see somebody have to change up a day that should have been so perfect for them because of the pandemic um, and because of just the reality of the world right now. So it's been um, very humbling. It has been 
something that has definitely reminded me to check my own P's and Q's and, you know, be grateful for the things that I have and the experiences that I've been able to have prior to the pandemic. Um, but it also makes me very hopeful because so many people have decided that, you know, it still matters to them. However they celebrate their wedding, they have to just celebrate their love story. And that, you know, says a lot for what love is, that love doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a big, perfect, white dress, giant cake wedding day. Love can also be just 12 of your closest family members that you love, or maybe it's just the two of you and a witness, and that's okay too. Love is just what it is, and it's just as beautiful no matter how it looks. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> what, um, have you had to, like, change like the way you do you do things have you learned anything like new like skill wise business wise anything <laughs> i mean the skill set to read people's eyes because you can't see anybody's mouths that's <laughs> huge um but i also think that i have gotten a lot better about kind of being in the background um i think the pandemic has made everyone a little bit more aware of personal space and as a wedding photography always kind of feel in everybody's bubble anyway because you're trying to capture all of these moments without, you know, being a distraction. So in order to give people six feet to make them feel safe and that they can enjoy the moment, I've gotten a lot more creative of like, how do I post up in a corner or can I like crawl up into a balcony for a little bit and just be out of the way, let people enjoy this moment without being up in their business. Um, because I want to still capture those memories as best I can. And I also additionally want to make sure that my clients and their families are comfortable. Um, so that's been, definitely a little bit tricky, but has been a, you know, a good little adventure to, to test my skill sets and see how I can manage from a bit more distance. Nice. And as you mentioned earlier, you said that now you and your family have moved from the Quad Cities to North Carolina, right? Yeah. So what, what uh, sparked that decision? Um, you know, it's actually, is kind of a long time coming. Um, and it really has no like good reason at all. So when my husband and I were first married, um, we had the conversation of, you know, do you want to stay in the Midwest forever? Where do you picture yourself going? And we both realized, you know, like we always wanted to leave, but we didn't know where we wanted to leave to. And so it ended up just being the most random dinner conversation. It was actually focused in on my love of gardening and so something had been said about moving south because the gardening season would be longer. And um, so I had said, well, you know, I don't want to go too far south because I don't want to lose out on like, uh, you know, a fall. And so we had decided, well, you know, what's in the middle of all that? The Carolinas. And so let's just go with North Carolina. And that seems like just far enough south for us. And it really was just kind of a running joke for years. Like, oh, well, you know, someday when we're in North Carolina, someday when we're in North Carolina. Um, but the pandemic for us really, really kind of, you know, encourage us to step back and say, okay, how do we want to raise our family? How do we want to raise our kids? Um, we adopted our daughter in the middle of the pandemic, um, the election of 2020, um, you know, just everything that had been going on in our lives really just kind of made us step back and say, okay, what do we want things to look like for our kiddos? And where is that? And is that here in the quad cities or is it somewhere else? And so we um just started looking and it was pretty casual at first and then it very quickly was very real um you know austin works for the government he's still working for um the federal government now um 
And so that process at the get-go is always very long. It's always like, you know, seven different interviews with 10 different people and a background check here and a background check there. And then all of a sudden it was a job offer and can you be here in six weeks? And we were like, oh my gosh, mm. like, okay, school is ending, we're going. Um, we were supposed to have flown to New Orleans for my birthday weekend. We changed our flights. We flew down here to Raleigh, um, found a house and said, okay, I guess we're going in a month. And so we did, um, but it's been good for us. We were very careful about the area that we chose. We wanted an area that was progressive, an area that was growing and was extremely diverse. Um, our daughter is an African-American woman. I wanted her to be in school systems where she saw herself, where she saw herself in leadership roles. Um, and that's, you know, kind of a tricky thing to do is to like, you know, find the best environment for your family because there's so many different factors. It's, you know, is it safe? Is the school system great? Um, you know, what are the politics in the area? Do we have a church that we, you know, feel drawn to? And so all of these things, you know, coming together um, make for a really tough decision, but we're glad we did it. It was a big leap of faith, um, but it's been really good for us so far. Our kids are doing great. We super love the weather down here. I didn't even wear a coat yesterday and it's the end of October and my kids don't have to wear winter coats with their Halloween costumes, which is crazy to me, but so great. Um, so overall, it's just been a really, really wonderful restart for us as a family. That's awesome. You said you don't have to wear coats. Like we're already wearing coats here. It's been like yeah. cold and rainy already. And then, then the Quad Cities. So uh, I could definitely, I could definitely go for, for some North Carolina weather right oh, now. Oh, heck yeah. It's great. <laughs> and you said you had to, you had like a month, a month to move out there and you got a house, you got all that stuff lined up in a month. That's crazy. It really was. Um, thankfully, the housing market, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword. The housing market is good in the sense that we sold our home in a day. Um, a day? A day, a single day. Um, wow. Single day, full price. Woo -woo. Um, but that's, that's awesome. the market right now. You know, it's just crazy. And so we, we were nervous flying down here because this area is much bigger than the Quad Cities. Um, it's kind of like if you like smush together like Chicago and like two Des Moines is like essentially the area of the triangle. So big, big. Um, and so anyhow, the houses down here are flying, flying, and they have like so many offers on them. I had, you know, inquired on a home prior to us coming down and it was literally like three days before we were flying down. And our realtor was like, yeah, if you guys really like it, make an offer now. Cause it won't be here Friday when you get here. And I was like, it's Tuesday. What are people doing on Tuesday buying houses? And he goes, eh, it's already got 80 offers on it. 80, 80 offers. Can you even like believe that that's a real thing? So anyhow, when we flew down, um, we kind of lucked out because we're renovation people. This is house number five for us. Um, and it is a full reno. Um, so because it was so ugly and because it was arguably pretty intimidating to most people, we didn't have a whole lot of competition. So, you know, we didn't. We didn't have to pay more than it was worth by any means, um, which is a huge blessing because the market right now, a lot of people are really struggling to find a home they can afford um, or paying way more for a home than perhaps it's probably worth. So um, as short as our timeline was, all of the dominoes managed to stack up just right, thankfully. Well, I'm glad that that all worked out for you because I can only imagine like, you know, being on that tight of a deadline 
and having yes. like, all that happen. So I'm I'm very happy you were able to get your house sold in in a day and then yeah. move out <laughs> and then and then because I know a lot of people were like it takes them a while to like you know make that make that sale happen. So that's yeah. really good stuff that you were able to do that you know in such a short amount of time. Yes. And you already mentioned that earlier that you're just now getting into doing you know, your photography down there in North Carolina now, because you're kind of worried about, you know, not having, you know, that set, obviously, because, you know, we have our set clientele, you know, where we live, Mm -hmm. but obviously you're moving to somewhere else completely new and having to build from scratch. What was that like? Oh my gosh. So intimidating. Um, especially because so much of my business in Iowa was just based off like building connections. And so it was, you know, a bride's bridesmaid and then the next one was somebody's cousin and then it was you know a guest that had come to the reception dinner and you know so that was so much of my business was just sheer word of mouth or people I had come in contact with organically so moving to a new area also an area that's much larger and so there's way more photographers running around um, it was really intimidating so I did a lot of work on my website switching out my SEO um, you know, made sure that any of my online like vendor accounts through like Wedding Wire or Zola were updated to my new address. And then I just kind of crossed my fingers, didn't put a whole lot of heart into it at the get go because I had just thought, okay, I've done everything I can to relocate myself um, and relocate my business. And now I just need to let, let things play out how they're going to. We had plenty of projects to do with the renovation of the house. The kids were adjusting. So the summer really went pretty quietly. I had a couple of inquiries come through that weren't great fits. Um, and so just, you know, kept trusting that it would, you know, come together when it was meant to come together. And about three weeks ago, I had an inquiry come through that I thought, okay, this one I actually would like to look into. Um, so I had gotten a hold of the bride, sat down, had a cup of coffee, um, and very quickly realized it was just a great match. And it was such a good feeling to have like another kickstart to that because it's, that's so much of this business is just one wedding. Um, and they are getting married this coming March, which is very soon. They also were a, a pandemic postponed situation and then had decided to switch up their wedding plans entirely since it was, you know, two years out from what they had originally thought they'd do. Um, and I'm just kind of excited to see where things go from here. I've reached out to a couple of different um, local businesses, some local bridal shops. I've reached out to the venue I'll be working at this coming March. Um, to see if we can coordinate some styled shoots. Um, And I'm just kind of letting things play out how they're going to play out. And the biggest thing for me is choosing the right connections. Um, That in some ways is a bit of a joy to relocate a business is you kind of get to redefine your brand. And so I get to decide, you know, what type of weddings do I really want to shoot? Do I want to shoot weddings that are, you know, in town? Do I want to shoot more traditional weddings? Do I want to shoot elopements do I want to be in mm-hmm. barn weddings for some more um you know so that's it's just been a blast and I'm just kind of enjoying the process of figuring out exactly what turning the page looks like in North Carolina I love it I love it so what is your process then when you're saying you know finding like the right fit and the right match like what are you looking for when you're you're trying to find you know you know the right client that you want to spend your time with Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll be honest, when I started my business, I just took every wedding that came to me. I was like, okay, I need the experience. I just got to do it. I got to shoot it. I'm so excited to be here. 
And I kind of realized, you know, five or six weddings in like, okay, it just doesn't feel right to me. And what doesn't feel right? Am I not doing something right? And by that time I had, you know, picked up a number of different photographers that I, you know, looked up to who were teaching courses. And in particular, um, it's a company out of Philadelphia, 10 to 10 photography. She is, um, really adamant about making sure that you're being true to what you want your business to be. And that is kind of a hard thing to do, especially as a new business, because you want to take on as many clients as you can so that you have that revenue and also so that you have that experience. But she made the argument, you know, take the time to really decide what clients you want um, that will bring you the future clients you dream about. So if you want to shoot elopements in Colorado and the mountains, don't take a 250 person barn wedding, because that's not going to help you find your future clients that you're dreaming about. Um, make sure that you are working with vendors that are styled the way that you want to see things. If you want, you know, a gorgeous traditional Catholic full mass with a cathedral train, that's a very different bride than a woman who, you know, decides that she wants to get married in her parents' backyard. And both of those are equally important, but you need to decide as a photographer, what's good for you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I made the decision that I wanted couples that were easygoing. I didn't want necessarily super traditional weddings. I wanted weddings that were a bit more organic. Um, perhaps it is, you know, a backyard wedding. Perhaps it's a small scale wedding. Um, weddings that are just a bit more easygoing. Um, and so as a photographer, I get to make those decisions when I have clients coming through. So if I have a client who inquires and they say, hey, I'm having you know, an entire, you know, huge traditional 500 person wedding at, you know, this venue downtown, that sounds beautiful. But I know that those aren't the type of weddings that pull at my heartstrings the most. And those aren't necessarily the weddings that I feel I can most confidently capture. Um, so being a bit more key about the clients that come through allows me to continue building a portfolio that is like my dream for my brand, my ultimate goal for my brand. Um, which isn't easy to do as a business owner because you want business. Um, but I think long-term, it's really important as a photographer to know where you're going and what you want your work to look like. Because at the end of the day, it is art and art is mm -hmm. subjective. And so it has to feel right to you. So true. So true. And I like that you're you know, sitting down and you're having those meetings, you know, you know, face to face to really get a feel for, mm -hmm. you know, your potential clients too. I think that's a really good, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Well, and also a lot of photography is personalities. You know, I have to be able to work with you for a 12 hour, 15 hour day. Sometimes if we don't get along, if we don't click, I'm not going to add to your big day. You know, I'm just going to be an extra stressor for you and you're going to be a stressor for me. Um, and you realize pretty quickly, you know, what sort of clients you're like, oh yeah, I could grab a, a beer with her. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. And the clients where you're like, okay, this is maybe not the right fit. And that's okay because there is the right fit for them out there. I think that's kind of the beauty of photography. And I mean, I know that's something when I, you know, needed a hand and you shot a wedding for me, um, it shouldn't be a competition. It should truly just be about being the very best option for the couples that you're shooting or the clients you're shooting. Um, and I think if that was how more people approached it, perhaps it wouldn't be so intimidating to new photographers to venture in. And I, I like that, you know, we, we were able to, you know, work together during that, that circumstance yeah. and that, yeah, I totally agree that you know, this isn't a competition and that, mm -hmm. you know, we should be able to like help each other out and, you know, be able to, you know, refer, you know, 
like you're saying, like if someone necessarily isn't a good fit for you, but you might know someone who is, you know, exactly. being able to, to refer them to, you know, that person. Yes. And because yeah, I, photography is very, is there's a lot of saturation in what, in what we do. And I definitely think that there's enough for everyone as well that we don't have to fight for you know, every single client. And then, cause that's I ultimately, agree. that's ultimately, that's just going to make us all, you know, stressed out and, you know, not love what we love to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's big for me is I got into photography because I love art. I don't ever want it to get to the point where it is only a business for me. I want it to always be a creative outlet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's uh, coming up for you in the future? What do you have you no know, plan next? Well, I have that engagement shoot this coming Monday. Um, and then hopefully we're hoping once we get through North Carolina's winter, quote unquote, and as <laughs> much as it is a winter, it just means it's not as pretty outside. It's still warm, but the leaves have fallen off the trees. The grass is a little dead. Um, so I'm chatting with some of like the local vendors in the areas. There's a particular venue that I am super enamored with, um, kind of a giant old lodge situation about an hour out of the triangle. Um, and I reached out to them a couple of weeks ago and had said like, Hey, I love, 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 love your building. How can we do a style shoot there? How can we make this happen? So I'm just in the very beginnings process of coordinating with, um, a local dressmaker, um, who does some really beautiful bespoke dress pieces. She works specifically with um, like reworking vintage wedding dresses rather than new. Um, so whether it's a bride that says, hey, this is my grandma's dress, I want to wear my mom's dress, or she just has a number of beautiful vintage dresses that she's reworked and modernized. Um, so coordinating now between those two teams, um, and hopefully we'll be adding on a baker and a florist. Um, so that we can come up with a really beautiful styled shoot. And I'm really looking forward to that once spring arrives again and we've got a bit more color going on. That's awesome. And would that be more of a collaboration or would, would that be a client? No, this is a pure collaboration. Um, and I think that's something that maybe people don't realize about the wedding industry or really any creative industry, especially when you are starting out or in my case, starting over. Um, making those connections is really key. So I need to have connections to these local venues so that should a client come through and they don't have a photographer yet in mind, I can have, you know, a wedding planner say, oh, I just met this great photographer last week. Maybe you should look into her or, you know, a baker that says, oh, I did a styled shoot last spring. It was so beautiful. Let me look up that photographer that was there with us that day. She was great to work with. Those connections are so, so key. Um, and having the willingness to put yourself out there to do some you know, work for free, quote unquote, um, mm -hmm. as long as you're doing it in a way that benefits you and benefits your business, that's really important um, because you need those connections and you need that kind of integral support from other vendors in the wedding industry. Absolutely. So true. So true. Collaboration is key. I always say collaboration is yeah. key because it not only helps you all, but you're also helping out you know, everyone else who's involved. In your case, yeah. you're helping out the venue, you're helping out the other businesses. And everyone wins. Very much so. Yeah. When I was first starting out, one of my first weddings, I worked with a florist that was in a similar situation. It was one of hers as well. Um, and the next wedding that I shot, um, the bride had said, you know, we don't have a florist yet. Do you happen to know anyone? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I do. I had this great florist a couple of weddings ago. Let me introduce you. Um, and so that, you know, helped her by giving her another client. She booked another wedding from that wedding because there was somebody in attendance who just really loved her work. 
Um, and that truly is how businesses grow in this industry. And it's really rewarding to see someone, um, you know, kind of rise up in the industry and make a name for themselves because, you know, you know, in some way you are a little bit of a part of that and it's always good to see other people succeed. Nice. And do you have any tips, pieces of advice that you will, that you want to impart onto the audience before we sign off here officially? Sure. Um, I would say the biggest advice that you can give, um, is just to trust yourself. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so dive in deep into your soul and decide, you know, what does my art look like? What does my message look like? What does my impact look like? And then decide what are the actionable steps to take to get there um, and continue to trust yourself along the process because you will undoubtedly fall multiple times. You will get all of the scrapes and bruises. There will be lots of tears. There will be days where you think you want to walk away from it, but don't sleep on it, make a cup of tea, come back to it in the morning um, and just keep pushing forward. Because if you know truly that this is something that you love and something that you know you can continue and use to make a positive impact, then keep working at it. It is worth it. No matter how long it takes, it is always worth it. Nice. Good stuff. And how can people find you online if they want to look you up? Sure. Thank you. Um, you can find my business pages on Instagram or Facebook. Um, both of those are under turning the page photo, or you can check me out at www.turningthepagephotography.com. Um, or you're welcome to just create me on my personal socials at Stacy and paper. Um, I'm not super exciting, but you do get to see pictures of my babies and they're real cute. So that's always a plus. <laughs> awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on the podcast. Definitely appreciate you, your energy and everything that you're doing right now in the Quad Cities and now in North Carolina. So wishing you all the best. I know you're, you're going to tear it out of the park down there. So keep it up, keep on, keeping on. You got this. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. No problem. And everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 series everyday awesome podcast stay followed to us on facebook instagram twitch twitter youtube all the places on social media so you know exactly when the next post is going to drop when the next podcast is going to drop and what we're up to just about every day you know we're doing a lot of cool things here in the quad cities and you know, we have friends all over the country all over the world and we're always you know bringing them in you know, thankfully, we have the beauty of the internet right now that can, you know, allow us to have these conversations like this, even though we're not in the same area anymore. You know, we can still, you know, get the information out there to people who need it. And that's what's most important. So again, everyone, thank you at home. As always, I wish you peace, prosperity, and positivity. Take care of yourselves. And as always, keep it 100. Mm -hmm.